Welcome back to another episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancey. I'm Vincent A. Lancey, speaker, coach, and author of the book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. And I am Sharia Patel, a filmmaker, model, and an actress. Welcome to the season three finale. Thank you to all the guests and listeners for your continued support. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while on foot. After coming out of a coma and suffering from a traumatic brain injury, or you may know of as a TBI, I soon realized that it was time to put my mental health on a very high pedestal. This transformative experience has led me to create a podcast that is all things mental health. It has also led me to create my new book, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health. Check it out on vincentalancey.com after the episode ends. Would it add value to your life to hear mental health professionals and advocates share their authentic stories relating to mental health? If you answered yes, you came to the right place. I want to start by congratulating you for making your mental health a priority. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. My guest on the show today is someone who I connected with on social media and already have a few collaborations in the works. An honoree of Women's Achiever Award and Emerging Leader Award under 35, Shreya Patel is a model turned filmmaker, actress, mental health advocate, and human rights activist. Since 2018, she has appeared in Bell Canada's National Mental Health Awareness Campaign called Bell Let's Talk. This raised visibility and broke the silence around mental illness and support, where she was soon recognized by Global Affairs Canada for her mental health activism. Her directorial debut, which was the documentary Girl Up, was about domestic violence and human trafficking, and this film was so well done where the Toronto International Film Festival decided to partner up and showcase this film at the 2019 Civic Action Summit. We're going to hear about all of this and more, including her personal journey as it relates to mental health. So allow me to now introduce Shreya Patel. Shreya, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. Would you mind please introducing yourself to our listeners and sharing part of your story before we dive in and get going? And also, please do share your role relating to mental health. My name is Shreya Patel. I am a former international model who is now like a filmmaker and an actress and a passionate mental health advocate because I myself have experienced ex extreme amount of like anxiety and deal with PTSD as well. So I've spoken about it quite publicly with my story um, and being like resilient and recover through the Bell Let's Talk campaign. And then since then I've sat on like multiple panels and stuff like that. I think it's important to speak out about your issues and stuff, because you know what? You're all human, you all go through it. So it was very important for me to take my story and share it and show what resilience is like. I love everything you said. And I like how you said, we're all human. We all have stories to share and that's the truth. Where are you streaming in from today, Shreya? Toronto, well, not Toronto, I'm sorry. I'm from Sarnia. I always live in Toronto and I just moved back to Sarnia with my family. <laughs> so every time someone asks me that, I'm like, 
I'm in Toronto. No, you're not, Shreya. You're in Sarnia, Ontario. <laughs> Shreya, thank you so much for sharing all that. I am excited to see where this episode goes. I think it's a great time to get started. Before we get going, on each episode, I share a mental health story of someone who is famous because I want to let you, the listeners, know you are not alone. I want you to understand that even though someone looks like they are healthy from the outside, they may not be on the inside too. As I have a former model on the show today, I will now introduce the mental health related story of another model in the worldwide, Cara DeLevine. For those of you who don't know the name, she is one of the world's most bankable supermodels in recent history. I learned a lot about her in this article and how she won over many fans. Although she came from a privileged background, as her maternal grandmother was once Princess Margaret's lady-in-waiting, and her godmother is Joan Collins, she still has that every woman appeal. Her frankness and willingness to speak about her mental health, fluid sexuality, and tricky teenage years where her mother, Pandora, battled heroin addiction and Dee Levine was also bullied at school, this together won her a legion of loyal fans, as the article puts it. When asked which advice she would give to her 16-year-old self, this is what she had to say in, quote, that this moment won't last forever. Just hold on. Every 16-year-old needs to hear that. 16 was one of the worst years of my life, my most depressed age. I just needed to know that, A, I wasn't alone, and B, it was just that moment. Moments are like a river, they keep going. I want to end this right up with one more very powerful quote, and it is in relation to her greatest achievement, and I love this. She said, quote, being able to help people in small or large ways. There's a group of girls and boys who I've been able to connect with on social media, people who have struggled with their sexuality or depression or family members dying or being bullied. I've been able to support them through these things and see them come out on the other side. I really love when celebrities use their platform for scenarios like this. Shreya, what do you take away from this story relating to mental health? I can totally relate to that because I myself was bullied in school and her story of resilience and fighting back against what she was feeling and then using her platform like very responsibly to help her fans. I think that's so enduring about her is because she's using her celebrity status to not just work but do good in the world yeah i love when people use their platforms because it just slowly but surely breaks down that stigma and i didn't know i'd been picking an article that resonated with you so i'm glad that it did i think it's a great time here sorry to get into the main event on each episode my guest and i will go over this series of six questions to help others improve their mental health you ready to go Let's do it. Great. So many would agree that the more common or talked about types of mental health disparities are mood disorders, anxiety disorders, or schizophrenia disorders. Which areas did you experience the most? From my surroundings and experience, the most that I've seen is anxiety disorder and mood disorder. Uh, But I know that, of course, schizophrenia is also prevalent right now. 
But because of the pandemic, I have seen anxiety go up a lot, especially in young kids. So that's what I have seen around me. But also, I remember the first film that I did was about a woman that was dealing with schizophrenia. And that was based on a true story that happened in Toronto. So that I know it happens, but I have yet yep. to see that. Tell us more about it. So the first film that I did, it was called Vivid. And it's basically about this woman who was suffering from schizophrenia. And she stabs a woman in um, this is place called King Street in Toronto. She just stabbed a woman randomly. And then there's a whole story that Toronto Life did on her to showcase like why that happened because it was just such a random attack. And then they found out that she was suffering from schizophrenia because of all the things that happened in her life beforehand, which was a conditioning, which led her into having schizophrenia. So the story was based on her story. And it was kind of interesting to explore that. It is a very, very difficult thing to deal with, but there is ways to recover or there's ways to contain it. I'll say there's ways to contain schizophrenia. Of course, like you have to realize that you have it first. So it was kind of very interesting for me to explore that part. Very difficult. Yeah, I'm sure. And you're right. You have to recognize that something is not correct in order to fix it and take action. But I am excited for the end of the episode now where you share the ways for us to look at your films and look at all of your work. But let's date back here now, Shreya. What was that moment or when did you realize that taking a stance on mental health advocacy or a career relating to mental health was going to be the right path for you? For me, the first time I ever had like severe anxiety, I did not know what it was called. So I would have Googled things like fish out of the water, cannot breathe, suffocating, but like I would not know the word anxiety and I just did not want to relate to it because it was just never spoken about in my family or friends or even in school. Yeah. So I was like, how do I, how do I, like, why do I feel this way? And then eventually I ended up telling my parents because I'm like, I feel like I am, I can't breathe. I feel like I'm dying almost. And they were like, okay, like, don't worry. Like, let, let me see how we can help you. Because they were also like, I don't want my daughter to feel this way. There is a massive stigma around it, of course, in every single community, just like mine. So we did, we did like ask for help. And we found out together as a family that I was suffering from anxiety, which was kind of interesting because even after that happened, yes, I got help. Yes, my parents were very supportive. I had an opportunity to write a blog about like my mental health, like mental health journey. And it was for like a South Asian blog and massive stigma around that. Yes. So it took me one whole year to actually publish that writing piece of mine. And literally a year later, Bell Let's Talk found it. And they were like, hey, like we love your story. Would you like to be part of the national campaign? I was like, oh no, I cannot. Like this is this is a lot. Like uh, nationally, my story is going to be told with my face everywhere. Like, no way. And then I was like, wait, this is what breaking stigma is like. Like, why are you so scared to tell your story? There's so many people that can probably relate to you. And uh, there's no face out there that is South Asian right now that like I look up to and be like, oh, I can relate to her or him. You know what I mean? So I was like, you know what, I'm going to just go for it. And I did it. And the first year was very hard because I did get a lot of overwhelming response from a lot of South Asian people. But it was extremely like overwhelming because like your story's out. Yeah, that's it. Vulnerable. (laughs) And not just that, my face was everywhere. 
at that point. And then over the last three years, I'm part of them next year as well. I realized that every time I've shared my story, I've seen a ripple effect in the community and people around me because they're like, oh, if she can talk about it, I can too. And I can ask for help. It's been like the biggest recovery tool. Just sharing has been the biggest recovery tool because you suddenly don't feel lost. Yeah. And the power of storytelling, uh, the guest actually at the time of this recording last week, Stephen Fage, he is big into storytelling. He said he bought 10 books of how to tell better stories for on his platform in his show. But I have a couple of questions. What age did you start experiencing these feelings? Early 20s. Early 20s. And when you were in school, you mentioned you went to your parents. Was there any education at all for the, the feelings that you were experiencing? Not at all. You know what? I must have been a, a little girl who was like 11, 12 years old, depressed, but I did not know that because I was in school and I got severely bullied at that time. I had like no friends. I was getting made fun of the way I dressed and the way I talked. And I would like sit behind like a school wall and like escape all these guys that would say like really derogatory, mean things to me. And I used to come home and pray for friends every day. I'm like, please go on like I just make me have some new friends and things like that. So at that time, I'm sure I suffered from something, but I did not know what it was called. Mm-hmm. And then early 20s, I was modeling and stuff like that. And that was the first time I got my my big panic and anxiety attack right the day before Fashion Week. And I was like, okay, well, I don't know what this is. Something's happening. I hope I don't die. Like that was my first reaction to it. I literally thought I was going to die. Well, but thank yeah, you so much for sharing this sharing vulnerable moments and our vulnerability together on conversations like this that helps so many people. I am glad to see how far you've come and how you're using your story to make such a large difference with the Bell campaign that I'm sure we'll continue to talk about throughout the episode. But now that you've experienced some of these emotions that were different for you, what advice can you give to our listeners as what may be considered a potential early sign that they may be developing a form of mental illness? I think from my experience, the first thing that I noticed was like loss of appetite, sleeping patterns were a little off. There was like mood swings and like hopelessness, of course. And then I also felt very, very lost. Like that was definitely, I felt like I was the only one going through it and it was really difficult. So I think those are the signs that I dealt with, but I'm pretty sure that the friends that I've spoken to about this who have gone through something similar they had similar signs as well and if you do notice those signs and if you're feeling like you're not being able to you know make, take part in things that you love to do that's one of my biggest thing if i lose interest in things i am passionate about that means there's something wrong in the root level so you got to change the root and it's okay to ask for help there is no shame yes. like you go to hospitals if they get hurt on their foot why can't you go to the hospital or ask for help or go to therapy to get better mental health? Is You're it such so a shame? It. Yeah, it's it's so sad because honestly, I went through it too. Like I was in that too. I was like, oh my God, like I'm suffering from anxiety. I'm suffering from all these things. And I suffer from PTSD too, because I I dealt with like, uh, I, was, I was attacked on the streets. And then I went through three shootings, like gun shootings, like witnessed it. So I went through PTSD all of like last year and stuff, but recovery is possible. I'm like standing, you're here. <laughs> Your story is incredible. It's so inspiring. You're here. 
and I'm here and like anyone who's listening to this, I hope that they, if they're feeling any of these signs, like, please ask for help. You're not alone. Yeah. You're inspiring me very much. Your story is so powerful and all that you've been through and you're doing such a large service by dedicating as much as you do professionally with your filmmaking and your advocacy always on Instagram I'm that where we met. But if you could pick three and I say only three, because I want the three most important things you can offer our listeners to improve their mental health on a daily or short term basis. What can you offer us here, Shreya? For me, I'm sharing my experience, but people have different things. I love walking in the nature. Yes. The whole time during the pandemic, like I would, I have luckily I have trails around me. So I used to walk for like two hours every day in the nature, even if it's the same scenery, something yeah. there is about it. And it was very recovering and very healing. So I'm not sure how I'm going to do that in the winter, not going to lie, but but nature, walking in nature or being around nature has its magic of, of like grounding you. That's one. And then second is having a morning routine. Yes. Like, I don't think people understand or realize that like, as soon as you wake up, you shouldn't be right on your phone and looking at who messaged you or the emails that you have. Like it, it triggers this weird brain thing where you're like, always on a go, 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 always in anxiety. And it's not a good place to be. So the first thing when I wake up is like, I listen to like affirmations and I go work out just to get like my blood flowing and then go shower and things like that. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready for the day. Let me have some breakfast and then get to the day. Cause that's the safest and most effective I've felt throughout the couple of years that I have been doing that. And the third is surround yourself with people that have a growth mindset. I know that few people will not have that five people that they hang out with that are like them one growth mindset, but there's ways you can go to YouTube, find people that like inspire you, listen to them daily. Cause it's not about five people you hang out with. It's about the things that you're also feeding your brain. So you can have the five people you hang out with on YouTube too. (laughs) I agree with all three of those things. I try to practice them as well. I love your morning routine. I use the gym for the same way in the morning. And there's just certain things that you can do before those activities, before the screen time to extend your day and make you less stressed for sure. But as I said, love the short-term initiatives. What longer-term commitments do you have for our listeners to create a healthier mindset? I feel for me, like listening to positive affirmations have been very life-changing in a way. Like when I was going through recovering from the gun shootings and stuff that I witnessed, I was like, how do I change my brain? Like, it it sounds weird, but it's true because I think I left my city, Toronto and came back home to Sarnia and my family did not know how to deal with how I became because I'm very like happy-go-lucky, bubbly type of person. And suddenly I'm very, very closed off. I don't want to talk about it. I just want to sit near the water for five hours and not do anything. And at one point, I was like, how long am I going to just sit here? Like, yes, it's important to sit in the problem that you have, but like yeah. how long? You know, you cannot be the victim of your past. Like you have the present. You have to recover. So I listened to like a lot of growth mindset kind of a things. And I, I realized that there's ways to like work in your subconscious brain and change your conditioning. And in like different frequencies when you can do all that. So from that, I learned that, okay, if you listen to positive affirmations at night and in the morning, like 
it helps you change. And it says that it takes 66 days to a year to change your conditioning, depending on how older you are. I was like, okay, you know what? There's nothing. I'm not going to lose anything. Might as well try it. You start I, now. Yeah, exactly. And I found this YouTube channel called Higher Rising Meditation. And this woman is from Australia. She does like theta, theta healing and her music and her affirmations are just so beautiful. So I started doing that since like last year, October. And I've seen such a massive change in like how I operate in the day. <laughs> so I highly recommend that. Stick to it. <laughs> Yeah, everything takes time, unfortunately. Everybody, including myself, wants these immediate results sometimes, but you have to start somewhere and you might as well just get going so that way you're that much closer to your goal. But let's now talk about the ways that you're going to continue to raise awareness for the importance of mental health in the future. Talk about all the things you have going on. Basically, I'm part of the National Mental Health Campaign that is coming up on January 28th of 2021, especially. The next year is going to be very vital because of the things that's happening. And a lot of people are dealing with um, like, you know, mental illness and stuff because of the pandemic. So I'll definitely be sharing my story of resilience. And the thing is, even sharing your story is never everyone, I think, goes through things. But it's important to share the recovery process and not just the story. So that's how I deal with it. So, yeah, I'll be doing a bunch of things with the Bell campaign coming up. And then I also it forward. I just started this thing called Reinvent, Discover You. It's about young kids who are from underprivileged backgrounds. At this point, actually, in the pandemic, I'm I'm doing it for everyone because it's important. I just volunteer my time and like help young kids like to talk about different issues like mental health, bullying, body image, and things like that. It was this. I made like a eight week program for high schools for girls empowerment, and it went into school for two weeks, and then the pandemic hit. So all of that is now online. So that's what I'll be doing in, in the coming future. Yeah, I'm going to need you to send that to me so I can help distribute that for you. But Shreya, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your story. I love how when guests come on here and they share their vulnerable moments because of how much it pays forward. I loved how you said you were 11 or 12 years old and you didn't really know what was going on. There was no name for it because there's so many people, especially that listen to this platform, that are in those exact same shoes. The short-term goals, I already mentioned how much I'm a fan of that. Exercise is just as important for your mental health as it is your physical health, if not more. But Shreya, it is time for the last word. And I also do this on the other podcast series, what it's really like to be an entrepreneur too, because I want the listeners to really get to know the guests I bring on. Is there something that you would like to share with everyone that we did not get to touch on yet today? I think this is a, something, a tool that I used. Um, if you're ever feeling low, you end up sabotaging yourself and you end up making a victim of yourself and all of these things. So instead of doing that, you ask yourself this question. You ask yourself, what would a goddess do? Or what would a warrior do? Because a goddess or a warrior will never self-sabotage themselves. They, they see themselves too highly. <laughs> so every time you're feeling low, ask that question and do that instead of doing what you would normally do. I think that's really helped me in the last few years. It's always important to be grateful for what you have, not that you should have more of something or something you don't have. Look at the things in front of you. I'm with you. It improves your mental health big time. Would you now please take the time to share your professional social media, the website, the documentaries, anything for our listeners to follow your endeavors or request your services? 
Yeah, so my social media accounts and my website, uh, my personal one is www.i, the letter M, shreyapatel.com. So it's I-M-S-H-R-E-Y-A-P-A-T-E-L.com. And all my film-related things that I've been directing, it's on www.windowdreams.ca. Be sure to check out all that great content. And it is social media time for the show, and we're on whichever platform you like to use. On LinkedIn, we're at A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancy. On Instagram and Facebook is at A Mental Health Break. And on Twitter, it's at Podcasts by Lancy. So you have updates from this show and what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. If you check out any of my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you all and repost your support. We have Mr. Lancy Talks Mental Health, Left for Dead, A Story of Redemption, and how to transform your mindset when the norm is changed, all are on my website now, which is vincentalancy.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. And I'll see you on the next episode of A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancy.